bopple in the spring. It's slick oh. as a fish. I told him. Welcome to Natural Science Daily's first mini-sode. This morning, I went into an active forest operation in Kanduskeg, Maine, owned by University of Maine forestry professors Dr. Bob Seymour and Dr. Jessica Leahy. Because they are also licensed foresters, they manage their own land as well. However, today I was accompanied by forester Charlie Koch, operator Corey Eastman, and logger Jack Houts. Both Jack and Charlie have worked with Dr. Seymour and Dr. Leahy through the university. But our main reason for being there was to visit Corey at work and check out the lot. Corey works for a forest management company as a forwarder operator, and this is the site he's been tasked to work at most recently. He's making a lot of really important decisions from a capital machine, and his visibility isn't always that good. Mm -hmm. So um, so there's always a little bit of leeway you have to give the, the operator. Like the Usually it's a stroke delimmer guy. He just gets a bundle of wood, comes in from the grapple skitters. It's all mixed together. He yeah. has to figure out what species it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some guys are better at that than others. <laughs> um, <laughs> what grade it is what you know what sort it is mm -hmm. not only does he have to process it but when he puts the piece down it has to go in the right pile yeah. and they don't always get that right yeah um so it, it's the way you can tell a good operator sometimes mm -hmm. just look at their piles and god sometimes they're like are you blind <laughs> you've got the wrong tree <laughs> in the wrong pile and logs in the pulp and pulp in the logs and it's it's a harder job than you probably think right now this guy's in a little bit different situation because all the wood's already, it's already processed for him. Mm -hmm. And he's picking it up in sorts. So he went by a lot of softwood yeah. uh, to get this load of hardwood. So he can do that. He can just go through the woods and pick up just one product, right? So all's he, all he's got on this whole bucket load is just, um, just hardwood pulp. So and this is softwood pulp next that's, to us? Yeah, that's fir pulp over there. And those over there are fir, what they call them logs, they're essentially studs. Yeah. So everything that's over on that side is going to get sawed into uh, two by fours. Okay. Such. Everything that's on this side, see where it's got worm holes and it's got rot spots. And this is just mm -hmm. a poor quality tree. So this is all get blown through a chipper mm -hmm. and made into paper. So while Charlie was talking about some of the challenges Corey may face on a regular basis, you may have been wondering what an operator is and what he meant by processed wood. Well, an operator is someone who is skilled in running specific equipment. Corey primarily operates a forwarder, which essentially is a large tractor with a wagon trailing behind it that has this large clawed crane attached to lift up the processed wood and then place it neatly back into the wagon. In this situation, processed wood is a tree that has been cut down, the limbs have been removed, and then it's cut into a very specific length, which depends on what it's going to be made into once it leaves the woods. So, all three of you kind of work in different aspects of the forest industry. I mean, you got a hand cutter, an operator, and a forester. Is it often, aside from you two, you three being friends, that you'd interact on a job like this, or...? Not if he had anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Operators don't like it when the forests are show because no, they tell them everything they're doing wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind. Yeah. I, of course, I'm always the type of person that even if like, when we had meet at her own stuff, we'd always go and talk to Forrester. Mm -hmm. We were never right on the screen. But oh. Corey, how long have you been doing this? Uh, Just you know, long. logging and stuff, <laughs> uh, running, operating. Five years this spring, I think. How long than that? 2015. Well, I did it part-time in high school, but full-time, spring of 15. Self-taught, or did your dad originally teach you? 
pretty much self-taught. Jeez. <laughs> My dad taught me a lot of stuff, but I mean, it, like anything, it comes with experience. Yep. Put enough time in the seat, learn it, but I don't know, it's like anything. You get good at it with time, but you can only get so good at this, I think, you know, there's, I don't <laughs> think there's really much more to it. So what do you think you like the most about being an operator, just being in logging? What do you think, what do you think is the, the reason that you really like this? Pretty much my own boss. Nice. Sit in there, no one tells me, you know, you have guidelines, but I mean, you make your own decisions. You're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work side by, I mean, you work side by side with the harvester operator, but you're not together all day long. You can do what you want. We see each other in the morning, sometimes maybe at lunch, we stop, and then, so it's pretty easy to go and do your own thing. That's what I like about it. Like running limer, you're always working grapples. And them guys mm-hmm. suck. I've dabbled in about everything, and I process and folders with the... You know what I found out with those is, is people tend to try and work really close to them if they're not right. used to it without thinking that they got the boom stock 45 feet Yeah, exactly. Out, they're swinging Hitting around the piles. like this just demolishing piles behind <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, you gotta remember that. Maybe go, you know, if it comes <laughs> close, it's way up the other end. So, you had a bunch of piles out front. What are those different piles and how do you know how to separate them out? Uh, just run down the product list of what you have here. So, our biggest sort here is how to be pulp, and that's just your lower grade. Okay. That's going to go Sappy and Skowhegan for paper products, I guess, restaurant yeah. service stuff, and pulp. Then, I guess our second would probably be Hardwood Logs. Mm-hmm. And those will go to Pride. No, Pride or? Pride Manufacturing. Well, who has the yard in Pride? Right. Kennebec. Kennebec has it. Either Kennebec or Pride will take those. The Birch Boltwood, that'll go to Pride. Mm-hmm. What else there? The Spruce High Grade and the Fir High Grade. Then we'll go to TRG. Newport. And it'll end up with the Stratton Lumber. Mm-hmm. And the Cedar, that'll go... That's just John. <laughs> that should be freaking <laughs> left in. I don't know why they're cutting it. When you um, first started on the site, I remember you talking about asking if you could put more tops in the... Right. Uh, trails, why'd you want to do that? Well, when we got here, we it's froze now, but when we got here, it wasn't. So we're going through the first foot of soil. Mm-hmm. So you do that to stay out of the mud, keep your erosion down. Easier on the landscape? Yeah, I mean, because like in here, the hardwood brush kind of sucks. I mean, it's hard, but there's not, like right now, there's no leaves, nothing to it. Mm-hmm. The best is like spruce tops. They kind of like it, kind of keeps the water down, it seems. Yeah, they work way better, but and they do break up. But so here, there wasn't much brush, that's why I was wondering about the cedar. And that's what, I was, that's what that is there. Put there, we started, and he was coming in, cutting it, and laying it, you know, to stay up out of the mud. Just yeah. so we didn't, you might push the wood down through, but at least the, the tires and stuff aren't digging down. Yeah, so and come back a little bit easier. That's really good. And I mean, Bob Seymour is pretty well known for how he manages his land. Can you guys just give a little bit of a talk? explanation as to why this lot may differ from just a general landowner because bob is the landowner present is not in it for the immediate money they're someone who's very dedicated to setting up forests for the future mm-hmm. um, monetarily wise and health wise so this particular landowner's not necessarily focused on profit okay so you don't find those very often yeah Usually you get cut in a job, and they say, well, cut a little more, cut a little more. Once yep. the check starts coming, yep. right, which is good and bad, I guess. Some people, they just don't care. A lot of times we'll find we get in a job, and people, the, 
they're kind of broke and they're, they're going to sell it so they want every penny they can off it. Is that there's, there's a lot of reasons why people do what they do. But yeah. It, it generally winds up being, like he said, they they find out they, they can make $1,000. Well, gosh, can you make me 2000 Right. Mm-hmm. Can you make yeah. me 10000 Which is not it always the case. It might look like the surface you know, of the yeah. moon when you're done, but yeah. Right. There's still a lot of people we work for that just, they don't know enough about it, and they just hire it because they think it ought to be cut, and they want a little money off mm-hmm. it, so they let the company do, you know. They trust the forester to just to do whatever he wants, pretty much. Mm-hmm. The way I kind of see it. Different foresters have different goals, usually, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, pertaining to what the landowner wants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even within a company, we have different foresters that everybody, some people the same. Yeah. We've got one forester that loves lugging wood half across the state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you look at the forest he's left behind, there's still a lot of wood in here. <laughs> there's yeah. still a lot of wood in here. Oh, yeah. And of course, the, what there is, is it, there's a lot of really good wood in here. Yep. Yeah. It's fairly young, yep. but he's left behind the best quality. There's a lot That's of what you're constantly doing is cutting out the pulp, cutting right. out the low grade stuff, and leaving the best stuff to grow, until it gets to the point where it's you know it's really as good as it's going to get. It's financially mature, right. it's perfect, and then then you then you harvest. Charlie was pointing out earlier. There's a lot of ash and soft maple that could go today, that would make decent yeah. money. You know, right. bo- you know well, whether like it's borderline saw log or, or even yeah, smaller like saw logs. Dead top. They, they, they could go on a truck today and make money, but if you let them grow for another 10, 15, 40 years, 100 years, they're going to gain so much more value. Right. Hopefully the market's still there. Yep. Is it? You can't control what the market's are doing no. in the future. No, so the only thing can. you can do is just grow the best wood you can. You're right. Grow the best mix of wood you can. Hopefully the best. In this field, is it weird that a lot of the time spans may be, I mean, Jack mentioned 100, 100 years or 40 years, that may be once you're out of the business. Is that? I mean, uh, that's that, totally normal. I mean, you they, have to be able to think outside your own lifetime. Yeah. You're, you're dead and your children are dead. Yeah. yeah your grandchildren <laughs> are... Like, I don't think Bob will ever see this cut again. Oh, no. I, I don't... No. Like, he was saying to Scott, he said, we're going to come back 20 years and cut the fur. And Scott says, I ain't going to be cutting in 20 years. You know, I'm 50-something years old. I'm not going to be here. No, but yeah. somebody will. Right, somewhere. you know, they, that's, that's the way It takes a very special up. mindset to be... Comfortable with it. Yeah. I right. mean... I don't know how old Bob is, but let's just say he's around 60. Oh, he must be, yeah, mid-60s. To, to plant a tree in the ground that's, you know, six inches tall. Right. And know that it's not going to be harvested until he's, uh, gosh, 140, 140. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long after you go. I think he'll be wearing well, No, you always. Then. Maybe he'll slow down by then. You know? You're right. <laughs> you always set it up for the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always the what you strive for is the next time you come. Don't There's always going to be a next time. The forests around here are extremely resilient. Oh yeah, you could you could absolutely mow this place. Yeah, you could flatten mow it right on. to the ground. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to come back a forest. Oh yeah, yep. um, but it's going to be a while. Yep, a couple <laughs> lifetimes. <laughs> Good. Now I just want to take a second to mention that forest management through logging isn't strictly for money. There are other goals that can be accomplished that in turn benefits the ecosystem as a whole. And this is what the guys are going to talk about next. Well, I, I can answer one of your questions for you. I'm looking at a couple of cedar trees. There's one over there. There's another one over there. They've got horrible sweeps to them. They're all scarred up, and they're both marked to cut. And the purpose to him cutting those isn't necessarily to have that tree for sale. It's it's to get rid of it. It's, yeah. to, it's to release the other trees around it. So the forest is going to be a better place without that tree right. there. Pretty so just like biomass and getting rid of all the garbage. Yeah. And I agree with if that he, too, like, if he can make if he can make his money back selling the tree just enough to cover his expenses that's great but even if it's going to cost him money to do it he'll probably do it right awesome no 
know what else I like about this is he's leaving. See that three stem dead? Yep. It's not quite dead, but boy, it's close. That ugly maple over there, there's a big old hemlock back there. There's a lot of wildlife snags left here, and yeah. they left those on purpose. Mostly because they've gotten their value. Right. Money wise, yeah. but. They'll serve another could, purpose. They, They'll serve they another purpose. Serve purpose and That's what we always purpose. leave them for. Like, yeah. Like you get a big even, nasty like even yellow birch. They, they take up some growing space. You know, right. You could tip those over and get another tree going in that spot. Right. But is it worth the time and effort? Not to the That's logger, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep the birds happy. Mm-hmm. I was telling her there's there's cherry on this lot. There's not very good cherry, but there's a little. Yeah. And cherry is a bird dispersed oh, species. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't have you didn't have birds eating the cherries and pooping out the seeds, then you wouldn't have the cherries. Yeah, oh, them cherries. That's, that's what I nasty. usually do. Well, they, they are here. After talking with the guys, we let Corey get back to work. And really watching him do his job, you can tell that the forwarder crane is more of an extension of his own arm. And that kind of skill really only comes from someone that does this every day for a long period of time. Corey was pretty modest when he said he'd only been doing this for a couple of years because he's actually been working as an operator since he was a kid on his dad's operation. Now he works for a different company, but doing similar things. I hope that you guys enjoyed walking through this woodlot as much as I have. It was a chance to really see the boots on the ground. This is how Maine's forests really came to be in the shape that they are today. Maine's forests weren't always as impressive as they are today. We used to be covered in a lot of farmland, and through proper forest management and regeneration, we have the woods we now know. So I hope that you all got something out of this podcast and that you decide to come back for even more episodes. If you'd like to look at videos and photos of this woodlot and watch Corey do what he does, follow us on Instagram at natural underscore science underscore daily. Thanks for listening, and I hope you continue to make natural science part of your daily conversation.